Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, it's now 22-22 Miami and Denver in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. 34 seconds left in the first quarter as Denver tries to win the championship tonight. Vegas will try to win the Stanley Cup tomorrow at home against the Florida Panthers in Game 5 of that series. It is on 6.30, Ched. So no inside sports tomorrow night. And uh, then we'll see if the uh, Panthers win game on Friday. But obviously Vegas looking very good in that series. I am pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports former Edmonton Oilers defenseman, current managing director with the Edmonton Riverhawks, He's also gone into the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. It's Dr. Randy Gregg checking in. Randy, it's Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. How about you? Hey, I'm doing great. Awesome to have you on the show. Uh, Riverhawks just had a nine-game road trip, so back home tomorrow. Of course, I want to talk to you about that, but I'd, uh, I'd be remiss if I, I didn't touch on a little bit of hockey with you and uh, a little bit. Of, like, do, you, do you watch a lot? I know you watch the Oilers a fair bit. Do you watch once they're out? Are you watching the cup final? What are your patterns like as a viewer now? You know, it's interesting. I, I think I'm a little bit spoiled. I had a pretty good seat all those years watching the Gretzky's and the Messier's of the world. And when you're right down at ice level, it's a pretty nice time. They let me go on the ice every now and then, too, so just so that I didn't screw up too much. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I enjoy the, the great plays. There's some fantastic athletes that are playing. Uh, but three hours of my time is, is a long time, so I tend to watch the highlights. Uh, I, I cheer on the great plays, I think. And, and certainly, you know, when you look at uh, teams that get this deep in the playoffs, it, it's really <clears throat> a team, isn't it? And, uh, you know, I like the way Vegas has put together, <coughs> excuse me, um, this really strong defensive component. I mean, the goaltender's great, but... The goaltender isn't great unless you got five men in front of you playing a team uh, game. So it's really fun to watch and, and see who's going to succeed. But I the bet I would be betting Las Vegas has got the strength. Uh, and Vegas, I mean, they got the skill, but uh, they, they, whatever you want to call it, there's a grit, intensity, gamesmanship. They can be a little bit nasty. And, and I guess, uh, I mean, you, you need that too, right? I, I, I know the game has, is going in a skilled direction, but quite frankly, and, and I said this, I'm going to use a bit of a naughty word here, Randy, uh, you still need guys who are uh, nice people off the ice, but when they get on the ice, they turn into miserable bastards. That's the word I've been, <laughs> that's the word I've been using, right? You, you guys had that, and it seems Vegas has that too. They got some guys when they, they put the equipment on, they just become extremely unpleasant. 
Absolutely, Reed. You know, somebody once uh, told or stated that, you know, hockey is a contact sport. No, 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 no. It's a collision sport. You know, <laughs> you got to get out there. And, and, and the beauty of it is, is, you know, through 80 games or 84 games, it's pretty hard to continue to keep that intensity. And, you know, so many times when we were finished games in those playoffs, and, and literally you couldn't move your arms over your head, it was a great feeling because you had given everything you could. You look around the dressing room, it's everybody's the same way. Uh, that's what it takes to be a champion. And, uh, but I, I must admit, I, I really like the leadership. Um, we had some great leadership in the day. Uh, but I like the leadership that comes to the forefront. And, you know, it, if winning the Stanley Cup would be easy, everybody would do it. And I think the teams that don't win the Stanley Cup, you know, learn those things the hard way. And, and it's a learning process. You know, we lost, uh, I would say, I, I was a 44% failure in hockey. Um, yeah, I played for nine years with only won five Stanley Cups. So I lost four years of, of those. So, um, you know, it's a humbling uh, profession where your job is to win the very last game in, in the in the Stanley Cup, and it's not easy for sure. You know, I wanted to ask you something else. Uh, kind of a different question here about your hockey career. You, you mentioned, you know, you go into the Stanley Cup final, uh, and obviously the, the Islanders beat you guys the year before you won it. And, and living in Edmonton, so you go through the winter, you know, it's, it's, I know you're traveling, but when you're here, uh, it can be colder. It gets dark early, you know, especially December and January. There's other games every night, out-of-town scoreboard, all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden you're playing. I don't know if you ever went into June, but you certainly went into late May. And now all of a sudden there are no other games. When you go to a city, you usually stay for, for a couple of games. It's plus 20 or 25 out. Like, it, did it feel different as the playoffs went on? And, and did you have to, to manage some of that as you went through the playoffs? Well, you know what really felt different, and it sounds crazy, but my wife will absolutely agree with me. What felt different was this awful, shaggy, redheaded beard. <laughs> Uh, and you know, every moment you you put a spoon in your mouth, you 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 know, scratch your head and say, okay, this is the playoffs. And it was a wonderful opportunity to say it might be nice go golfing somebody else. We're we're there to play. And so there's certain ways and strategies that players will will take to be so focused. And at the end of the year, of course, you're tired. And then you know the playoffs take its toll. But something has to keep you focused because uh, really, when you look back on it, I mean, we were so lucky here in Edmonton to have the great players that we had and I was lucky enough to play with them um, but it doesn't happen easy and uh, there are there are sacrifices with your family uh, your wife if she's great like mine is will sort of say you know I'll see you when it's over just go do your job and uh, and the camaraderie I think and and that's what's so fun to see these these young teams start to develop a, a camaraderie and a feeling of, of oneness in the dressing room it doesn't happen with everyone but I'm sure if I was a coach in the, in the National Hockey League, that would be the big part because, you know, great players don't win Stanley Cups. Great teams do. I like how you – and I don't know if you saw the video of uh, Paul Maurice talking to his team after they won the East final, and he said, you know, we get to play for a pretty special trophy now, but look at how much more time we're going to get to spend together. And I, I thought that was a really interesting way to look at it. I mean, he didn't go in there, you know, the cliches you see in movies, the coach knocking over the pop machine or kicking the garbage can. Um, you know, but he, he wasn't, uh, it wasn't like this over-the-top thing. I, I liked how he put, we get to spend more time together. Like, think how much fun we're going to have together. And I, and I know they might not get the big prize here because they're down, but I thought that was, a, that was an interesting little candid clip to see from a coach. Yeah, very valuable. 
lot of it. You talk about that first year when the New York Islanders, who was were certainly a great team, uh, beat us four straight. And uh, two things happened that year that I thought was quite pivotal. First of all, we had a Stanley Cup for eight. Well, we lost. And who has a Stanley Cup? Only Edmonton, because the Edmonton fans are so fantastic. The city was great. We got close. We were in there. But, you know, when you go on a Stanley Cup parade after losing four straight, that is a moment in your life where you say that will never happen to me again. And so I think it focused as much as these, the city councillors were excited about, you know, sharing the success we had. That wasn't our goal. Our goal was to win the final game. And so I think we all remembered that, that, uh, you know, it was almost embarrassing that you rode in this Stanley Cup parade because you hadn't won. Uh, the other thing that was interesting, and you may remember uh, a fellow named Yaroslav Pozar. Uh, Yaroslav was a Czechoslovakian fellow. He was a, a rookie, same year as I was. And he was a big bear of a man. He played in many world championships. And, you know, good third-line center. And after we lost our fourth game against uh, against the Islanders, uh, you know, everyone was cutting off their awful beards and sitting around, and people had something to say. And then Pozar got up. And I was actually his English teacher. We roomed together. And he, he didn't speak very good English because I wasn't a very good teacher, I guess. But he looked at the big guys, and you know, who had scored lots of goals, and, and the rest of us as well. He said, if you want to win, you have to win as a team. And really, I think that was a pivotal moment. The big guys still scored tons of goals, but all of a sudden they were back in their defensive end. You know, we could create a five-man unit both defensively and offensively. And I think it took that that shellacking by the New York Islanders team for us to realize that we have to be better as a team to be able to get the success we want. Yeah, well said. Randy Gregg joining us tonight on Inside Sports, uh, talking a little bit of hockey. And, of course, he's the managing director with the Edmonton Riverhawks. Home opener tomorrow. Team is back from a nine-game road trip to start the season. You're playing Kamloops uh, at 7 o'clock, and then you got that 11 a.m. Uh, 11 a.m. game on Wednesday. Uh, uh, tell us about some of the special stuff that's going on this week, Randy. Yeah, you know, uh, we have an indigenous tribute that's going to be up on the scoreboard that uh, if 50% of people aren't tearing up, I'd be surprised. Uh, our, our GM, Steve Hogle, really has a good sense as to not only to tribute to, to the River Valley and the ability for us to be down there, but also do it in such a way that's very tactful. Uh, just about every game has a theme. We've got military night. We've got uh, pride night. Uh, there's Ukrainian night. Uh, the first opening uh, game uh, tomorrow will be fantastic. Uh, and then, interestingly enough, we thought, you know what, wouldn't it be nice to get a bunch of kids out? And we know that during June, the children are, are uh, at school. So the Wednesday game is an 11 a.m. game. And we thought, well, that'd be nice. We'll give the opportunity discounted tickets to any school that may want to come. Well, Remax Field has 9,200 seats. We had to cut off the sales of tickets to the schools. There's going to be 6,500 kids there and then all our other fans. It'll be, a, it'll be fantastic. And for these young players to look up and their colleges might have two or 300 uh, fans to see 6,500 screaming kids and all the other fans, it's, it's going to be magical. And, and that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that the fans have a really good time. But we also want these young men, both Canadian and American, to leave Edmonton saying, this is an amazing place. Well, that's that, that's awesome. <laughs> You're gonna have that many people for a game at uh, 11 in the morning, and, I, and I've been to games when the Oil Kings do that, and they they do always sound a little different with all the young people there. So that's gonna be uh, uh, pretty fun. I mean, you, are are you pretty happy with the reception? And I know you haven't had home games yet this year, but have you been uh, pretty happy with the uh, with the reception to the team and getting people down in the River Valley to watch ball? 
Oh, yeah, I know. I think it's been uh, you know, not available to a lot of the fans for a long time, and I think they're starting through social media to understand. And more importantly, the, the person who goes there sees a game, it's a $20 ticket, uh, the, the beer is cold and it's less expensive, and they start saying, Gee, this is a fun place to be. Uh, we realize that there's probably 1,500 people in Edmonton that would sit in the washroom and watch baseball, but there's 960,000 that want to be entertained. And our GM has been doing just a great job putting together this entertainment package. The baseball will sell itself. It's a wonderful young man, good student collegiate athletes. Uh, we played our last game in Cowlitz, and wasn't it great that we had four pitchers there to win a 2-1 game, and all four of them were Canadian from the Edmonton area. So, you know, as much as we'll have our share of American players, because they do bring the quality of game up, you know, we're really excited about sharing uh, this experience with some of our young Canadian players. All right, so it's riverhawksbaseball.com. The fans can see everything there, the schedule, the roster, the stats, all that fun stuff. So it's a six-game homestand starting tomorrow at 7 against Kamloops and then that special uh, 11 a.m. game on Wednesday. People can look at all the uh, future game times. Did I miss anything, uh, Rad? Anything else you want to drill, drill out here? Yeah, no, we'd love to have people down there and we'd like to hear uh, what we don't do well um, because we're happy with the things we do. We want to be able to get bigger and smarter and, and more enjoyable for the fans. One thing that Steve Hogler, our GM, always says, you got to get there early because by about 6.45, there are so many interesting uh, and entertaining aspects of the game before the first pitch is thrown. So if people are going to come come on down really early all right hey randy it's great to have you on the show uh thanks for uh talking hockey with us and all the best with the riverhawks this season i'm sure i'll see you around the ballpark well sounds good and the first beverage is on me oh okay absolutely appreciate that take care okay bye-bye Reed. <laughs> that is dr randy greg checking in uh talking a little bit about his uh, stanley cup days with the oilers and uh now the managing director for the uh, edmonton riverhawks uh back home home opener tomorrow against the kamloops north paws they got some cool names in that west coast league all right it's 718 now 32 27 miami with nine minutes left in the first half as they try to stay alive in the nba finals we'll uh, visit with morley scott coming up Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. We got hockey in this time slot tomorrow. Our next Elks broadcast is Saturday. They're at the BC Lions. 3.30 countdown to kickoff game at 5. The Elks 0-1 after uh, only allowing a little over 300 yards of offense by the Riders and only 17 points, but they only got 13 themselves and uh, didn't do much with the ball after that big play to start the second quarter. So uh, it is a loss for the green and gold, the Elks this week with this man, Morley Scott, coming up at uh, 7.30 tonight. Morley, how are you doing? I'm okay, Reed. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, it was a bummer. Well, heck, we're yeah. probably we're almost at about 24 hours, I think, since the uh, failure from the the one-yard line. I'm just wondering where you thought of Chris Jones' uh, answer. I played it earlier saying, well, you know, he he actually said to Ryan Rashog, that's a poor question, which I disagree with. I think that's a very relevant first question. How can you not score from the one? Uh, other things happened, but 
Th like three cracks from the one, Morley. I mean, that's uh, it's not the only story, but to, to me, that's the headline of that game. Yeah, you got to get it in. You got to get it in. I mean, especially in that situation, you take in the big picture, the streak and everything, uh, uh, the interception by Niles Morgan to get the ball back and the penalty to take it to the one. Everything was setting up perfect for everybody to go home happy. I mean, everybody would go home happy if they would have punched the ball in from the one-yard line. Instead, they don't. They get three cracks at it and give credit to Saskatchewan and their D-line uh, for making the stops. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was really a crushing moment in the football game for sure. And, and you know, and it is uh, what everybody was talking about leaving leaving the ball game. There's uh, there's no doubt about that. And, and I understand what Chris was saying. Uh, the fact that there were other things, and he said it to us too on our post game show, and we talked to him. He, you know, he said, uh, "Yeah, we didn't get it in from the one, but uh, there's it's a four point game, and uh, we gave up four points on penalties. We gave up four points on not being able to finish in the red zone. We gave up uh, uh, four points by making mistakes elsewhere in the game. So they had other opportunities to make up that four point." but that's the one that stands out that's the glaring one especially when you you like i say you take in what happened with the interception and, yeah. and everything else so uh yeah it's it was it was a pretty tough tough way to finish the game yeah well and, and it's too bad and, and i'm not trying to polish a, a you know what here because a, a loss is a loss but i mean there were and and, and we still don't know how this season is going to play off but i mean there were games last year where it was like you know they're 20 players away from, from being able yeah. to beat Winnipeg or BC. Calgary blew them out a couple of times. Well, uh, but like right. this year, a lot of the players Jones brought in did play well yesterday, or guys like Morgan who were here there last year, they, they did play well yesterday and it still wasn't enough. They had guys who played well. There's no doubt about that. And, and the defense was really good, I thought. At times, they got a little tired, I think, at the end of the game. And that's why uh, the Riders were able to finally run the ball in the fourth quarter. And that kind of uh, ran out the clock a little bit. But, yeah, they had they had their moments. There's lots of good in the game. Things happened in the game that were good. I mean, if you want to talk about last year, you go back to last year in a game that is, what uh, what was it, 13-11, I think, at one point uh, for the Elks. Uh, that game uh, last year, they end up... Instead of losing at 17-13, they ended up losing at maybe 37 to 13, right? I mean, because teams just kind of walked away from them a lot of times in the in the back half of the football game. So, you know, they kept it close longer, but the bottom line is you got to win football games, right? Uh, we're, we're to the point where they're expecting now to challenge for a playoff spot, and a lot of people think they're a good enough team that they could even challenge for a home playoff game this year, and, and uh, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility when you look at what's going on in the West. So, yeah, they, they got to get better. There's no doubt about it. Uh, quickly, and, and who did you have Blake coming up tonight? Yeah, we got Blake coming okay. up tonight. We're going to look back to yesterday so, so, a little bit with a, with a couple of features and that, and uh, yeah, but we'll talk to Blake. Okay, so we're just in the final 30 seconds here. In your opinion, does Cornelius start Saturday, and how long is the leash? Uh, yes, and I think the leash is still pretty long for him. Really? Okay. Morley, have a good show. Thanks, Reed. Talk to you later. All right, so Morley Scott has uh, Blake Dermott coming up on the Elks this week. Probably not the answer some of you wanted there about the length of the leash. Oh, well. We'll be talking about that this week. Tomorrow, though, I'm not here. Uh, no inside sports. We got the hockey game. I'm back on Wednesday. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. Don't forget, uh, Bob Stoffer has Oilers now at noon to 2 every day. Excellent program. If you're not already listening to it, uh, then please check it out. My name's Reed. Talk to you later.